Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to search the scriptures with us as we continue our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, what he called the gospel or good news about the kingdom of God. It's an amazing fact of contemporary preaching, or at least much of it, that Jesus' famous slogan, the watchword of all of his preaching, the master concept in which his whole message was concentrated, is seldom heard in contemporary presentations of the gospel. Now, this is a serious loss. Any diminishing of the gospel, any subtraction from essential gospel material in the Bible is viewed with the utmost seriousness. We all of us know the passage in Galatians chapter 1, where Paul the Apostle is highly agitated at the suggestion that something extraneous should be added to the gospel or equally that something should be subtracted from it. The gospel is sacrosanct. It is God's tool for the creation of immortality. It is the saving power of God working in the life of the Christian to produce in him that divine character which leads to immortality in the coming kingdom of God. Now the gospel, as Jesus presented it, was not initially a statement about his death and resurrection. We've been making that point in our previous broadcasts. It's an absolute fact that Jesus preached the gospel for probably about three years, and so did his apostles with him, in the absence of a statement in the gospel about the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now, the death and resurrection of Jesus, of course, were added to the gospel at a later stage, after those mighty events occurred. But the initial gospel, with its foundation as laid by Jesus when he began his ministry in Galilee, did not contain material about the death and resurrection of Jesus. And yet today we constantly hear that all you have to believe is that Jesus died for you and rose from the dead. Now that's a strange presentation of the gospel in view of the fact that Jesus was able to preach the gospel for some 25 chapters in Matthew, Mark and Luke without a single mention of his death and resurrection. Something is amiss with popular presentations of gospel when they leave out the foundational concept, namely that about the kingdom of God. In Acts chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, Paul made some very remarkable and enlightening statements about the content of his own preaching. In Acts 20, verse 24, after he'd summoned the elders of the Ephesian church to him for a final farewell discourse, Paul remarked that he'd been preaching the gospel of the grace of God among them. And he went on to immediately to say in the very next breath that that gospel of the grace of God was exactly the same and identical with the preaching of the kingdom. And yet today in some circles we hear that the gospel of grace is not the same as the gospel of the kingdom. I want to put it to you that such a theory has no basis at all in the New Testament. The gospel of the kingdom is indeed the gospel of the grace of God. It is God's gracious outreach to invite you and me into the coming kingdom to be co-regents with Jesus in that kingdom which he will inaugurate at his second coming in power and glory. There's no difference at all between the gospel of grace and the gospel about the kingdom of God. Paul, not for one moment, 
imagined that his gospel was essentially anything different from the gospel which Jesus had preached before him. May I take a few moments on this occasion to show you from the text of Scripture that the extraordinary theory of two gospels or as it's sometimes called, two forms of the gospel is without warrant in the text of our Bibles. I received a letter the other day in answer to my question to a leading preacher and my question was simply this. Is there a difference between the gospel of the grace of God as the theory of dispensationalism so-called believes there to be or are the gospel of the kingdom of God and the gospel of grace the same thing? The reply I received was as follows. I believe, said this leading preacher, that the gospel of the kingdom is different from the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the kingdom had to do with the preparation of the people of Israel for the coming millennial kingdom. If they had repented, Christ could have established a kingdom. The gospel of the grace of God, however, has nothing to do with the kingdom per se but it's a message of repentance which makes us members of God's family. I want to propose to you that that is completely without substance in the text of our Bibles. The gospel of the kingdom of God is none other than the gospel of the grace of God. I'm happy to tell you, in the interests of simplicity and clarity, that there's only one gospel message throughout the New Testament, and it's the gospel as it began to be preached by Jesus in Galilee namely the call to repentance in view of the near approach of the kingdom of God. The gospel centers on the great concept of the kingdom of God. Jesus preached the kingdom. Paul preached the kingdom. Philip preached the kingdom. All the apostles preached the kingdom. And of course contained within that message of the kingdom were indeed the facts about the death and resurrection of Jesus but his death and resurrection does not form the whole of the gospel. The kingdom preaching preceded the death and resurrection of Jesus and existed without the benefit of the death and resurrection of Jesus initially. The death and resurrection of Jesus were then added to the kingdom message, providing then the formula which so clearly lays this out for us in Acts 8.12. When they believed Philip as he was preaching the gospel about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, both men and women. In Acts chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, there is an absolute proof, standing in black and white, to the effect that the gospel of the grace of God is exactly the same as the preaching or heralding of the kingdom. In Acts 20, verse 24, Paul announced to the Ephesian elders in his farewell discourse that he'd been preaching the gospel of the grace of God and he equated it with an alternative and equal phrase in the next verse, verse 25 of Acts 20. Paul said, I've been going around heralding the kingdom among you. I have to say then that the theory that there are two different forms of the gospel, namely the kingdom of God gospel and the grace of God gospel, is absolutely without a scintilla of evidence to support it in the New Testament. And yet this theory of two forms of the gospel, one offered to Israel, the gospel of the kingdom, and another later offered to the Gentiles, has been massively propagandized in church circles in America. And yet it is not factual in terms of the text of our Bible.
Now, who is the public supposed to believe on these critically important issues of the gospel? Let me quote you from the late F.F. F. Bruce, who many students of the Bible will recognize as a master exegete, a master of interpretation of our biblical text. Here's what he says about Acts chapter 20, verses 24 and 25. Bruce is here commenting on the expression, the gospel of the grace of God. The grace of God, says Bruce, revealed in Christ, is the subject of the good news. It is evident, F.F. F. Bruce goes on to say, from a comparison of this verse with the next, that the preaching of this gospel of the grace of God is identical with the proclamation of the kingdom. End of quotation. To that I say a hearty amen, and therefore I am puzzled and surprised and troubled by the answer that I've repeatedly received from leading evangelical circles in America that the gospel of the kingdom is different from the gospel of the grace of God. For example, in the Unger's Bible Dictionary, under the entry gospel, I read that there are two forms of the gospel. The first is the preaching of the gospel of the grace of God, as executed by Paul to the Gentiles, but there's another form of the gospel, namely the gospel of the kingdom, which, says this article in Angus Bible Dictionary, was preached by Jesus to Jews and then came to an end and will be preached again in the great tribulation period just before the arrival of Jesus. And so the gospel of the kingdom of God, according to this theory, which is widespread in America, was suspended and replaced by another form of the gospel, namely the gospel of the grace of God. How very confusing this is, and absolutely contrary to the plain evidence presented us by Acts chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, where the gospel of the grace of God is expressly equated with and identical to the preaching or heralding of the kingdom of God performed by Paul. And so there's no basis in Scripture for this extraordinary division, this extraordinary fragmenting of the gospel into two different forms. In a work by A.C. Gabeline from 1969, I read this. The preaching which is mentioned in Matthew 24, verse 14, is the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God. But that gospel of the kingdom is not now preached because we're preaching the gospel of the grace of God. Gabeline in another passage says this. Superficial readers of the Word of God make no difference between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of grace. Is that really so? Is F.F. F. Bruce a superficial reader of the gospel? When he states with complete clarity, commenting on Acts 20 verse 24, that there is no difference at all between the gospel of the grace of God and the gospel and proclamation of of the kingdom. So here we have a serious problem, a very serious division amongst evangelicals on the very question which is central to the whole meaning of Christianity, namely the definition of the gospel. Gabeline goes on to say that when we preach the gospel of grace, we cannot be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And what is the gospel of the kingdom, according to Gabeline? 
Well, it's the good news that the promised kingdom of the Old Testament was about to be established with the manifestation of the king. But the nation rejected him and rejected his offered kingdom. Sometime after the day of Pentecost, says Gabeline, this gospel of the kingdom was preached to the nation. It was to Jews that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. It is the gospel of the kingdom when Peter declared to them, after the healing of the lame man, that the nation should repent and be converted so that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ, whom heaven must receive until the times of the restoration of all things. That, says Gabeline, was the good news of the kingdom, and we couldn't agree more. Certainly the gospel of the kingdom is a message about how God is going to send the Messiah at the fullness of time, at the second coming, to restore all things on this earth. This is following the promise of the prophets on many occasions in our Hebrew Bible that indeed is the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel about the king who's coming to establish his kingdom on the earth. But is that different from the gospel of the grace of God? We leave you to ponder that very interesting question about the definition of the gospel. We suggest that Acts 20, verses 24 and 25 have a clear answer. We invite you to call us for our free book on the kingdom of God. The telephone number will be given at the end of this program. Meanwhile, join us again as we continue to probe Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.